Welcome to the Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Todd has over 35 years of experience working with thousands of couples as a licensed therapist in his private practice. Todd shares his insights on this show. It's never too early to divorce-proof your marriage or too late to heal yourselves and have the relationship you truly want. Hi, everybody. My name is Todd Krieger, and what I do is I help couples heal from infidelity and other crises. I help couples rekindle passion, and I also help individuals heal from trauma using an approach called EMDR, which stands for Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. Today, I'm talking about the five do's and don'ts when your partner is a worrier. What could you do and what should you not do when your partner worries? You know, I'm using the term worry because it's an everyday term. Uh, Some people could say anxiety, anxious, overthink, fearful. But there are things we can get into patterns that can make it worse or make it better. So I am going to start with the don'ts. What are the five don'ts when your partner tends to be a worrier? The first don't is don't judge. Now, this is a little difficult than, than it seems to Easier said than done is what I was going to say, because we don't want to hear that oftentimes. For one thing, it triggers our own fear sometimes. A lot of times, people that worry, they're more fearful on the outside, and they pick somebody who might be more fearful on the inside, but they come across differently on the outside. Not always, but one of the things that makes us judge is it makes us uncomfortable. And the other thing is we just judge, you know, we we just tend to judge that. Don't judge the person. When we get to the do's, I'll tell you what to do instead of it. Here's the second don't. Don't cheerlead. Don't be their therapist. Don't say, hey, you could do it. Oh, just don't worry. Just be calm. If it was so easy, they would be doing it. Don't be their cheerleader. Don't tell them what they should be feeling. Now they'll feel judged. (laughs) So when you cheerlead, it's not what they need. It is not what they need. Third thing is don't overcompromise to make your worrying partner more comfortable. In other words, sure, you know, part of the do's would be to be understanding and sensitive, but you don't want to overcompromise to make them so comfortable that you feel kind of uh, angry, resentful. Maybe you feel you're deadening inside because you're not doing the adventures that you want to have, or you want, you're not spending the money on things you want to spend, or whatever it is that other person's worrying about, you cannot hold yourself back too much. That's enabling the other person. Don't enable the other person and, and make them so comfortable that you're so uncomfortable. It's really important. It's not your job to make them so comfortable to give up who you are. So again, every situation has its context. You know, if it's something that's not that important to you, maybe so. Maybe you let that go, you know, but if it's something very important to you, you may not want to automatically overcompromise. I find some people doing that just to make their worrying person comfortable. The fourth thing is don't avoid being with your partner. I've seen this a lot with couples that come in. The person worries a lot, they overthink a lot, and more and more, the other, the partner avoids. They, they watch TV more, they get on that some screen more, computer, whatever, phone, uh, they just avoid. Here's the thing about that. Your partner might be a worrier because they grew up in a family where no one really listened to them. Typically, worriers are overly responsible people. They came from families where they couldn't be little and let others be there for them. Obviously, I'm telling you where I'm going with the do's, but when you avoid them, you're actually recreating the very scenario that probably 
helped create the worrying trait to begin with. So you, as the partner, need to regulate yourself in some way that doesn't lead to automatic avoidance. Maybe when your partner is, is uh, worrying and it creates a negative feeling in you, that you learn how to calm you down. You breathe through it. You soften your muscles. You let go of your judgment. You, you practice making yourself feel good rather than avoid so you make yourself feel good and stay present with that person. It's very much important that you're aware of that dynamic. Like I said, it bears repeating. People that are worried typically had to be overly responsible and had to think about everything in their family. It doesn't just happen in a vacuum. The fifth don't is don't expect rationality. The person who worries will oftentimes worry about something that in your own mind is going, why would you worry about that? Don't expect it because when you expect it, again, you could get into being judgmental or you could get into avoidance, some of the other things we've talked about. Don't expect rationality. Okay, so what are the do's, the five do's? First of all, I want to tell you, I want you to see the positive side of the worrier. In other words, warriors are oftentimes people that care. They're oftentimes people that pay attention to detail, which oftentimes can be absolutely essential to your well-being. Um, and, you know, they, they just tend to be people that you can depend on. And that's not a bad thing. So I want you to look at the whole picture of it. Because I know people that are involved with people that are, don't worry about anything and they're impulsive and, you know, and that creates another kind of problem. So see the positive even in the negative of the worrier. Number two, second do, be there emotionally. Empathize even if it doesn't make sense to you. This is what I was saying. This person may have come from a family where they didn't get much empathy. Chances are that's true. That's what I've seen in the patterns of people that are warriors. They, they didn't have people that were there for them. So instead of cheerleading, if you could just empathize, be there, say, hey, I hear, I get that. What's going on? Tell me more. It, again, it's the opposite of the reflex because sometimes you want to just get away. If you can stay with it, it actually can decrease their worrying because you are getting to a very primal core factor that caused the worrying in the first place. Uh, let's see, uh, related to the other don't is to do is be yourself. Again, compromise when you feel it's okay. You know, let's say there's an investment that you want to do, but maybe it isn't the greatest timing. Maybe it's, maybe you need to save it for something else. Let that be, but also be yourself and allow your partner to deal with their anxiety uh, so that you don't suffer with feeling less and less alive. Instead of that, what you want to do is fourth, the fourth do is encourage the person to get a qualified therapist to help them. That's what their job is, not your job, their job. You know, the therapist can help them deal with some of these underlying things, these issues, the negative beliefs, the earlier traumas, whatever that, that, that can help them process and become less of a worrier. Uh, now, the fifth thing, is instead of talking about it, like I said, being a cheerleader about uh, don't worry or come on, let go, you let go. You be that person that you would like your partner to be. You take that chance. You become that model of a person who can jump in and let go and not be run by your anxiety. To me, the actions you know, speak louder than words and that could be contagious. Just like if you let it, that person's worry could get contagious to you, but if you pay attention and you regulate and you jump in and you be that courageous person, that becomes a model that maybe that person also didn't have when they were younger. Okay, so uh, if you click on the link below, it is a resource that I wrote that helps you have a variety of approaches, both uh, holistic, 
as well as non-holistic, as well as behaviorally even, uh, approaches to help deal with anxiety and depression. It's very useful. So click on that, get that link, get that information. And, you know, I'm just hoping that you apply this stuff because you can actually have the kind of relationship that can alleviate some of the worry by doing the opposite of what we tend to do when we're in a reactive mode. So use it, enjoy it. Again, this is Todd Krieger, making the world safe for love. Thank you for tuning and listening to today's episode of Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Please leave a review, subscribe to the show, and be sure to visit www.toddkrieger.com for more resources that will help you get the love you want and for back episodes of the show.